Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, and they never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Use for dine-in or takeout or delivery. Restaurant.com is now offering my listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's restaurant. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com is the best deal on every single meal. We have finally made it to week three of the NFL, and it's been a long week, but I'm glad that football is almost here. So the Washington football team plays the Cleveland Browns this week, and it's going to be a heck of a game. Um, Baker Mayfield is feeling good right now. Um, They played a very good game last Thursday, and I watched every single minute of that game. I'm going to talk about what Cleveland likes to do. I'm going to talk about what the Washington football likes to do. And we're going to see what happens at the end of the day. So I got some injury news for you guys. Many of you guys already know that Brandon Sheriff is injured. Um, He's on IR uh, with a knee injury. And this is a big hit right here because he he is our best um, offensive lineman on paper. But some would argue that Brandon Sheriff has not been playing at an all-pro or even Pro Bowl caliber level this season. Um, He had an MCL uh, strain. Uh, MCL sprain, and he's expected to miss three to five weeks. And um, the corresponding move after that was Cam Sims uh, coming up to the big team. Um, He's been in the NFL for three years, and he has two catches, but he's really in the game for special teams. He plays very, very well on special teams. Um, So let's get on with it. So you got the Cleveland Browns who have a lot of star power. You got OBJ. You got Jarvis Landry. You got Baker Mayfield, who was chosen number one overall. Um, You have Nick Chubb. You have Kareem Hunt. And then you have Austin Hooper, who the Cleveland Browns paid a lot of money to come down and play tight end. Then you have the the tackles. They drafted one and they signed one. So you have an offense that is expected to be good, but they have struggled over the years. So if the game from week two by the Cleveland Browns against the Bengals, if that's what is expected – and this is going to be a tough game for the Washington football team. But my personal opinion, I don't think that Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback at all. That's just my opinion. Okay. I feel that like I feel that the Washington football team's front seven is going to be after Baker Mayfield and be after Ma- Baker Mayfield tough. So let's start off with what Cleveland likes to do. Obviously, they love to run the ball. They brought in a new coach. Uh, that loves to run the ball. This was the same guy that was with the Vikings. He's now here with the Browns. And some say the Browns have the potential to have 2,000-yard rushes this season. Now, the Washington football team does a good job against the run. 
So is Nick Chubb going to go off for a big game? Is Kareem Hunt going to go off for a big game? I believe that Kareem Hunt steps up huge in the passing game. That's what Kareem Hunt does best. Now, uh, you do have OBJ, and then you do have Jarvis Landry. It's going to be a tough matchup, okay? Do you put Jimmy Moreland on um, Jarvis Landry? Do you put Kendall Fuller on OBJ? Do you put Monroe, Darby? So it's going to be interesting to see how Washington uses the four corners that we have. Who's guarding who? And then Washington struggles with guarding the tight end. The Cleveland Browns have struggled to get the ball to Austin Hooper. There's not a, there have not been a connection between uh, Hooper and Baker Mayfield thus yet. But when Njoku was healthy, him and Baker had a little bit of connection. Obviously, they've played together longer than Hooper. But look for Hooper to have a big game. Um, I'm hoping that he doesn't. But if we have not figured out how to guard tight ends, teams are going to continue to exploit it. Teams are looking at film. You know, they're studying our tendencies. And what the Washington football team is not doing so well right now is, number one, covering the tight end. Number two, covering the deep ball. The good thing about the Cleveland Browns is that they don't have a lot of deep targets. Uh, OBJ doesn't necessarily go deep. Neither does Jarvis Landry. But that doesn't mean that it can't happen. It just takes one double move with Acby looking, and then, you know, that's over the top. So we got to see – if we can slow down the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns running game, that it all starts with the running game. If we're able to stop the running game, then we have a shot in this uh, game. I do believe that the Washington football team win this game, but I'll get to my predictions uh, a little bit later. All right, guys, so we're going to go over some injury uh, report um, to see who's playing, who's not playing this week for both teams. We're going to start with the Washington football team. You have Ryan Anderson who has a, a shin injury on Wednesday. He did not practice on Thursday. He had a full practice on Friday. He had a full practice. So he's most likely going to play. Okay. You now have Sadiq Charles who has been dealing with that thigh injury. He didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and he is out. So Sadiq Charles is not going to play. I know a lot of the fans have been calling for, for Sadiq Charles to come in and replace Jerron Christian, but it's going to be a process. With no training camp and no preseason, it's going to be a process to get these rookies acclimated rather quickly. Now, we have Thomas Davis Sr. Uh, he's dealing with an illness. Um, he did not practice on Wednesday. He had a full practice on Thursday and Friday, so he is in. He is playing. We have Cole Holcomb, a knee injury. Um, he did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, so he is out. He is officially out of this game. You have Ryan Kerrigan dealing with a toe injury. He did not practice on Wednesday, but he did practice on Thursday and Friday. He's in. You have Steve Sims Jr., who has struggled uh, this season. Um, he's not playing to his full potential, and I still believe that he should not be playing on special teams. I know I keep saying it every single uh, episode, but he should not be playing on special teams. He's dealing with a toe injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday, and he was a full participant on Friday. So he's questionable, but I think he's in. You got Morgan Moses, who's dealing with a hip injury. He was limited on Wednesday. He did not practice on Thursday but he had a full practice on Friday, which is encouraging. So Morgan Moses is going to play. Now we move on to the Cleveland Browns. They have 
a ton of injuries. You have Jacob Phillips, a linebacker, knee injury, um, did not practice uh, through the week, and he's out. You have uh, you have Adrian Claiborne, defensive end, hip injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, and he was limited on Friday. He's questionable. I doubt he plays. Uh, you have Oliver Vernon, defensive end, dealing with a, 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 a stomach injury, ab, uh, abs area. Um, he's out for this game. Uh, you have Jack Cochlin, uh, their big uh, free agent uh, tackle acquisition, dealing with an ankle and finger. Um, he didn't. Uh, he was limited on Wednesday, but he had full practices, so he's in. Uh, you have Kevin Johnson, uh, who's dealing with a liver injury. I know liver. That's crazy. He was limited on Wednesday. He had a full practice. So with Kevin Johnson playing, man, that's I mean, that's that's a key piece for the Browns. He's a pretty good corner. Um, you have JC. Trotter, uh, center, knee injury. Uh, he's been limited all week, so he's questionable. Uh, you have Greedy Williams, uh, shoulder. He was limited all week, but he's been ruled out. You have Mac Wilson, knee injury. He was limited all week. He's questionable. I don't think he plays, in my opinion, but you never know with these players. Some players don't really need practice to play. Uh, then you have uh, Steven Carlson, their tight end. Uh, he practiced in full. He's most likely in. Jarvis Landry, he's dealing with a hip injury. He's in. Um, you have Denzel Ward. That's a big one. That's a big one. He did not practice on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday, and he did not practice on Friday. He's questionable, but I, I think that he's not going to play. Okay? So if Denzel Ward is not going to play and Greedy Williams is not going to play, yes, they get Kevin Johnson back. But, man, Terry McLaurin is about to eat. If Denzel Ward plays, Terry is still going to eat. But if Denzel Ward does not play, then expect Terry to have his best game as a Washington football player. I mean, he is going to do his thing this week. So that's the injury report, guys. All right, guys. So let's dive in on what the Washington football team likes to do. The team... Loves to rush the quarterback. I, I would say that that's the best thing that the team loves to do. They're going to get after the quarterback nonstop. Okay. Chase Young is on pace for over 20 sacks this season. Does he get 20 sacks? I don't know. I'm not going to say he does or he doesn't. The guy is a phenomenal talent. And with Chase Young being on the field, he helps everybody else on that defensive line. Montez Sweat, I'm expecting a big game out of him. You know, whoever that's matched up against the rookie is going to eat the most. Now, I understand that Chase Young usually goes against the left tackles. So that's probably going to be rookie on rookie. And if it is, Chase is going to eat. Chase will have three sacks this game if he's being covered by that rookie. I'm not saying that, that the rookie is bad. All I'm saying is that the rookie is not ready for what's about to come to him. Chase is like as good as one of the best veteran pass rushers in the entire league. He's just that good. Now, Montez Sweat is going to have his chance on the vet that they signed, their big money vet. You know, many Titans fans have told me that that big money vet is most um, his like his strength is run blocking. So I don't know what his pass blocking is looking like, but we're going to find out. We are going to find out. Baker Mayfield does get. A little silly when he's being pressured. J. 
just like any other quarterback. The difference between, I would say, Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz is that Baker Mayfield has more weapons. You got OBJ to throw to. You got Jarvis Landry and Hooper and Kareem Hunt and Chubb. Carson Wentz didn't have all that. So I do expect us to have a lot of sacks this game. I don't think we get eight sacks. I think the number is about five. If we can get five sacks, which is what we do best, which is rush the passer, we can get five sacks and then control the middle of the field. What I mean by controlling the middle of the field is that we can't have a lot of traffic coming through that middle. We got to be able to stop the tight ends. We got to be able to stop the uh, stop all the short intermediate routes by LBJ. We got to be able to contain Jarvis Landry. That's a tall order. And then you got Kareem Hunt in there. You know, so it's going to be a lot of traffic in that middle. So we're going to need our linebackers. You know, KPL and Bostic have been our two best linebackers this season. They've been um, not necessarily covering well, but what they're doing is that they're hitting people in the mouth. So KPL, I was very impressed with his game last week. Uh, this week, I expect him to do more. And I like how the team is using Bostic, man. Bostic has been able to get through the middle and, and, and get sacks. So that's a big, big, big asset for the team. He's going to be that guy that if we send an additional person, he's going to be a guy that can potentially have a sack this season. I have John Bostic on my uh, fantasy IDP team, and he's been killing it for me. He's been getting me 15 points every single week. But KPL had an amazing game last week with 15 tackles. I believe 10 or 11 solo. So I'm expecting those two guys to hit these guys in the mouth. And if we can get a turnover or two, it's just going to make our chances even greater. I believe we win this game, like I said, but if we can get five sacks and then we can come out there and contain that middle, we have a great chance. We have to be able to win the turnover battle. We did it in game one. We did not do it in game two. We have to do it in game three. This is a game that we can take and come out with a 2-1 lead. So we're going to need our linebackers to play well. We're going to need our pass rushers to get to the quarterback and create constant pressure. If you put Baker Mayfield under duress, he is not a good quarterback. I do not think he's a good quarterback. Even with all the talent that he has, something is missing. There's not a, There have not been a connection between OBJ and Baker. And don't be surprised if he's missing OBJ this, this game. OBJ could go off and start his whole tantrum and start his old craziness. When he's winning and when things are going well, OBJ is a pleasure to play with. But when things are going bad, OBJ is not the best teammate there is. So look for that. Look for who's guarding OBJ and look to see if Baker has a connection with OBJ. It's going to be a good game. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game, but I believe that we can create sacks and we can create pressures and we can create turnovers. If the Browns turn over the ball three times, the Washington football team win, win this game. So let's see what happens. So, guys, let's break down the numbers. This is the portion of the show where we break down the numbers. Let's see where these two teams stand in the league. So we look at the passing yards. If you're looking at passing yards, the Washington football team are the third worst in the entire league in passing yards. And guess what? The Browns are fourth. They're the fourth worst. So they're not too far from us, okay? 
the worst team in the NFL so far is the is the Vikings. You have the Jets, you have the Washington football team, and you have the Cleveland Browns. Wow. What a company to be in. And I know you guys are probably thinking, where are the Bears? The Bears are right there. The Bears are right there after the Browns. So the worst teams, again, is the Vikings, the Jets, Washington football team, and the Browns. Okay? Now, you look at the team like the Vikings – they have two touchdown passes, and then they have four INTs. Mr. Kirk Cousins is really tearing it up over there in Minnesota. Then you look at a team like the Jets. They have two touchdowns and one interception. Okay. Then you have a team like the Browns. They have three touchdowns and two interceptions through two games. Then you have the Washington football team. Two touchdowns and zero picks. This is what's going to define us. Can Dwayne Haskins stay perfect from throwing interceptions? Now, I'm not trying to jinx him. I'm just stating facts. So I'm knocking on wood. Hopefully he does not throw an interception. But if you look at all these terrible teams, you'll see that out of the four teams that are terrible in passing, everybody has multiple interceptions interceptions except the Jets in the Washington football team. Now, these are the two teams out of the four that have the less weapon to pass to. You look at the Jets. I mean, they're just decimated with injuries. Their best receiver, Jamison Crowder, is out. And then Denzel Mims has not played. So Washington has been blessed to have our receivers fairly healthy. Terry McLaurin is very healthy, knocking on wood. You have um, Steve Sims, who's dealing with a, with a little toe injury, but for the most part, he's available. So our two best receivers are available. So we're not looking like the Jets, okay? The reason why I'm comparing the Jets to the Washington football team is that both teams have two young quarterbacks. Sam Darnold is in year three with proper training camp and grooming. And then you have Dwayne Haskins in year two, which is really his year one. Fans are so quick to get on Dwayne Haskins because he's had bad games. But do you remember the game when the Washington football team was down 17 and he brought us back? Yes, we had two turnovers. But still, I mean, we had two uh, two uh, takeaways. But still, Dwayne Haskins still led scoring drives. And that's what really matters. His stats are going to come up. It is concerning that, you know, he's not doing as great as he should be. But let's look. At some deeper numbers, okay? Out of these four teams that I just talked about, the Vikings, the Jets, the Washington football team, and the Browns, guess who is the most sacked team out of the four? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, it's the Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins has been sacked seven times. What did the Jets do this offseason? They improved their offensive line. What did the Vikings do? They have a decent offensive line. Uh, they try to draft some, and then they reworked uh, some of their offensive linemen's deals. Um, the Browns, what did they do? They went and improved, and you know they went and uh, drafted an offensive lineman in the uh, first round, a tackle, and then paid top dollars for another one, which is why they've only given up uh, two sacks. So when you look at it, the Browns have given up two sacks all year. The Redskins have sacked. Uh, quarterbacks um, 11 times. So what's going to prevail? 
the Browns protecting their quarterback or the Redskins getting after the quarterback. But so you're looking at these teams and you're seeing what they do best. You're seeing that Washington, even though they're not passing for a lot of yards, I mean, the Browns have seven more yards <laughs> than the Washington football team in the air. Okay. The Browns are at 408 and Washington is at 401. So they're nearly identical. Okay. When you look at completion percentage, the Browns are at 59.7 and the Washington football team are at 56.3. So you, you look at that. Then you want to look at yards per attempt 6.6 uh, 6 for the uh, uh, Browns and then 6.3 for Washington. So it's nearly identical in the passing game. So don't get it twisted like the Browns just have some magical, amazing passing game. They don't. They played the lowly Bengals last week. They played a team in the Bengals that has no defense, one of the worst defenses in the entire league. You're going to be playing an improved defense this week when the Browns face the, uh, face the football team, okay? Now, you want to look at um, some other things here. Washington has 21 first downs passing the ball. The Browns have 19, okay? So, like I said, the offenses are nearly similar when you look at the numbers. The only difference between these two teams in the passing game is that Washington has been sacked five more times. Dwayne Haskins has been sacked five more times than Baker Mayfield. We will need to change that this week. We will need to keep Dwayne Haskins dry. We'll need to keep him, keep his uniform clean. Let's say that some amazing reason, something happens to where Dwayne Haskins does not get sacked. I don't know how that happens, but let's just say that he does not get sacked because we're getting the ball out quick and we're using a lot of screens. We're dumping it off, you know, and we're doing things of that nature. Then it limits how many times he's getting sacked out there. Sometimes he's getting sacked because he's holding the ball too long. Sometimes he's getting sacked because, you know, Terry might be covered very well, but then Inman and some of the other receivers are not getting open. Okay. Now, before I get into more of the numbers, I want to address something that's been bothering me. Logan Thomas leads the NFL in tight ends uh, being targeted. I think he's either one or two in tight ends in tight end targets. That's crazy because for the amount of targets that he's been able to receive, he has not produced to the kind of number that we're looking for. Now, we do face a team. I'm going to go off of fantasy football. In fantasy football, the Cleveland Browns give up the most amount of points to tight ends. So if we're talking fantasy, that means Logan Thomas should have a good game because they struggle, the Browns struggle with the tight ends. You know, you saw guys like Sample and Uzoma uh, when, um, when the Bengals played the Browns. Yeah, Joe Burrow threw 60, 60 plus times, but he was hitting those tight ends. He was hitting those tight ends. So if Marcus Ball can give us anything in the passing game, if we can use these two tight end sets, maybe, maybe you got to try the two tight end sets and see if somebody's getting open. Because from what I gather, the Browns struggle with the tight end. Even though I expect Terry McLaurin to have a big game, somebody else has to step up in the passing game. Is it going to be Antonio Gibson? Is he going to get more touches in the passing game? I mean, that remains to be seen. For some reason, it has not happened. But, yeah, I went off on a little rant. But um, let's move on to the Russian offense. Let's see where we rank 
in the Russian offense in the league. Now, we all know that we have guys that are, you know, struggling and trying to do their thing. So I'm going to go and see where we rank. We're towards the bottom, but we're not all the way at the bottom. We're ranked in between the Buccaneers and the Saints. We know that the Bucs are struggling with their run game with Fournette and Rojo being, you know, Fournette being acclimated and Rojo being out there. So that's not a good running team. You have the Bills who are struggling with Zach Moss and Singletary. After the Bills and the Buccaneers, and you have the Washington football team, okay? So what they're saying based off of these numbers, we are a better Russian team than the Saints. We are better than the Bengals. We are better than the Falcons. We're better than the Eagles. They've had injuries. We're better than the Texans, Jets, and the Giants are dead last, obviously. And we're losing Saquon. That just does not bode well for them. So we are now going to look for the Browns. When you look for the Browns, guess what? They are second in the league when it comes to running the ball. Now, I know that the sample size is so small because this is just after two games, but the Browns did a lot of their damage in uh, game two versus the uh, lowly Bengals. So you can't really put too much on this statistic at all. Yes, the Browns have two really good running backs. Yes, Washington has some young guys that they're trying to get acclimated in an, in an offense. Okay, so, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The Browns do have a much better rushing attack than Washington. Okay, but if for some reason we can match the Browns in rushing or – if we win that battle of having more rushing yards, then, hey, I mean, that's just a big boost, big, big boost to that um, to that team and to that offense. Now, let's look at the passing yards. Let's look at the passing attack. Where do the Washington football team rank? Ah, sorry, sorry, the receiving. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna look at the receiving numbers. And, I mean, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the passing numbers. So, it's not – I mean, we're going to be at the bottom. Okay, we, yeah, we're at the bottom. Um, you know, the passing and the receiving stays the same. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So, we go to scoring. We go to scoring to kind of see where we rank. And it's important to look at these numbers because sometimes, I mean, you really need to put things into perspective to kind of see – where you are, you know, you don't want to anoint your team. You don't, you don't want to be too high, too low. Uh, when it comes to rushing touchdowns, uh, we're like in the middle of the pack. We have three rushing touchdowns this season. We're like literally in the middle. Okay, uh, we're on the in the middle, closer to the to the good teams, to the good rushing teams. Uh, thanks to Peyton Barber getting those two rushing touchdowns in Week One. And Tony Gibson getting that uh, getting that rushing touchdown in week two was just amazing to me. I want to see more of that. And he has a potential. I think he's getting more comfortable as a runner. Now, when we look at the downs, we struggle on third downs. We struggle to convert on third downs. And, and, and that's just something that we just got to improve on. You know, we can't be a team that, that cannot convert on third down and then what sucks on the opposite side is when we cannot get to the quarterback on third down. So it's like a double, it's like a double L. Okay. Let's look at the defensive numbers and we'll be done with breaking down uh stats. So on defense, 
Let's look at our pass defense. Let's see where we rank in the league. Are we good? Are we bad? Let's look at the numbers. All right. So when you're looking at yards, who gives up the most yards? Um, you got teams like Seattle, who was terrible, Dolphins. So when you look at it, man, we're like on the lower half, closer to the middle. So it's not we're not great and we're not bad. I know it's just after two games. Let's see what we look like, you know, this week. Now you have the Browns who are closer to the top. They give up. They have, they have given up uh, 555 yards uh, through the air on defense, and we are at 486. That's a nice little gap. That's a nice little gap right there. Now you might say, yeah, it's just a few yards, but a few yards can separate you from being at the top. The bottom or the middle. So we got to improve on that. Um, hopefully the pass rush does help. Um, let's see. Let's look at touchdowns. Let's see where we are in terms of giving up touchdown passes. Um, we are at the bottom. So that means that's that's a good thing. We, we have not given up a lot. Okay. Um, we are at the bottom. We're not even in the middle. We've given up only three uh, passing touchdowns this year so far. If you look at the Browns, they've given up six. Yes, there is a huge gap between three and six. Huge gap. So on paper, we are the better uh, pass defensive team um, opposed to the Cleveland Browns. So that means we can exploit the Cleveland Browns. Like I said, they have not had, um, you know, they have not had their guys. In terms of interceptions, like I said before, um, we have uh, gotten three. We've gotten three. We are at the top of the league when it comes to interceptions. Can you believe that? After two games, we are tied for second in the league with three interceptions. So that's 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 exciting stuff right there. And I believe that we can capitalize on this number. I literally see us getting anywhere from two to three picks this week. I think Jimmy gets one. I think um, Kendall Fuller gets one. And maybe one of the safeties get one. It'll be awesome to see Troy Ackby get a interception. Now, Troy Ackby has been getting beat. Um, his feet looks flat. He's heavy. I mean, his feet looks heavy. It looks like he's wearing cement uh, boots. And, um, you know, he just has to be a little bit quicker on his reaction uh, to the ball. Sometimes, you know, there'll be two guys. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, I've seen a play where it was two guys. And one guy ran inside, one guy ran deep, and he bit on the on the on the inside guy, and then turned around. The ball was in the air; it was underthrown, and then he was able to catch the guy. He's always able to catch the guy because he has speed. But the problem is that he's the one that's giving up those plays. So um, I put up something on Twitter: Who are you more concerned about, Jerron Christian or Acby? And a lot of people said that you know Acby is an easy fix, but the left tackle, that's that's something hard to fix. And with Brandon Sheriff being banged up, who starts at right guard? I mean, it's it's gonna be I mean, it's gonna be tough, man. We just literally gotta protect Haskins. He's been sacked seven times. We can't let that number increase. Okay. If we give up three sacks, that's not as bad, but we can't give up more than three sacks and expect to win this game. Um, with each sack, is I look at each sack as a turnover. I mean, it puts you back. It gets you out of sometimes field goal range. It gets you out of scoring range. It gets you out of the red zone sometimes. So, yeah, these sacks can be very, very brutal and very, very crucial. Um, so let's look at sacks. Let's look at where we 
rank when it comes to sacks. We have 11 sacks right now currently, and we are leading the NFL in total sacks. That's that's great. I understand that we played a terrible uh, Eagles team to start the year. That's fine. We're going to be playing a, um, a Browns offensive line that's fairly healthy for the most part. So let's see how we rank um, coming after uh, coming after this week and possibly four weeks. I always say four weeks is the number to kind of see – where you rank, what you look like as a team, uh, because it's it's a it's a much better sample size. It's the first quarter of the season, so now you have something to kind of go off of. You can't really go off of stats off of one game or two games, but when you get into three and four, you have a nice little sample size. You you start to see if the team is creating good habits. So it's something to really look at. Um, come this game can we get to baker so i mean overall defensively we do not look bad in the passing or rushing um it's just gonna be um can we create more more turnovers can we create some fumbles can we create some takeaways so let's get into my keys of the game my keys of the game in order for us to win this game we have to create constant pressure okay we have to create some three and outs we just have to and if you're creating some three and outs, my second key to the game is that you got to have long sustaining drives. What do I mean by long, long sustaining drives? We're talking about drives of six to nine minutes. You know, I want to see some long drives. I don't want these short drives. I want these long drives, these 15 play drives, these 10 to 15 play drives where you're grinding it out. You're getting down the field and you're scoring. You know, we just don't want just field goals. We want touchdowns. I want some long drives and some touchdowns because what, what that's going to do is it's going to keep the ball away from Kareem Hunt and Chubb. It's going to keep the ball away from some of the playmakers for the Browns. So, number one, create constant pressure. Number two, some long sustaining drives. Number three, establish a running game. You got to run the ball. Establish a running game. Number four, Get Antonio Gibson involved in the passing game. That's key. These are some key things that I'm mentioning here in order for us to win this game. You know what I'm saying? And also, number five, you have to get Terry McLaurin 15 targets. Why do I say 15 targets? That's the number. If you throw the ball to Terry McLaurin 15 times, he's going to catch 10 of them. He's going to catch 10 balls. And if he's catching 10 balls, you're looking at anywhere between 100 to 160 yards and it can be done it can be done go to terry often okay and let's try to convert more touchdowns instead of field goals those are my keys to the game so guys i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um let's go and get this win i believe we get this win versus the browns i'm looking at something kind of like a 24 to maybe 17 score um, I'm hoping that we win by more. I'm hoping that we can crack uh, a 30-point uh, scoring um, um, game. And hopefully it's long drives, long drives. I understand, hey, if we get a turnover, I'll take it. I'll take the short field. But I would love to see us crack 30 points. I will settle for 24. If we can keep them to 17, I think that's kind of like what I think is going to happen, 24 to 17, Washington. And uh, we come out with a 2-1 uh, start this season and um, hopefully the Cowboys lose against Seattle um, the Giants are playing San Francisco hopefully they lose and um, who am I missing Philly 
Uh, I can't really think of who Philly plays, but it doesn't matter. Hopefully Philly loses as well. So, guys, please share this podcast with one person at least. Please uh, give me a review on Apple. Uh, Please rate. I would kindly appreciate it. Y'all be blessed and y'all stay safe.